You are tuned in to Awaken Radio with Connie Chapman. To listen to more episodes, go to ConnieChapman.com or subscribe on iTunes. Hi everyone, this is Connie and welcome back to another episode of Awaken Radio. Welcome to my first episode for 2018. It has been a while since I've been on this show. It's been a while since I brought you an episode. When I look back on it, I realize I haven't recorded a podcast since July 2017. And I honestly can't tell you why that was. Um, I think it just didn't feel right to be on the show. Every time I kept trying to bring myself back, I couldn't muster up the motivation. I couldn't find a topic or something that I wanted to talk about. So I had to really honor the feeling that was within me to take a break. I don't know why I took a break, but it felt like it needed to happen. And I'm really excited to be back here with you. It feels like the energy is beginning to brew within me again. I have so much to share with you, so many thoughts and feelings and realizations and teachings that I want to bring to you on the podcast in 2018. And also a lot more interviews with beautiful souls and teachers and thought leaders and guides from all around the world. So there's a lot in store for you. And I want to thank you for your patience with my return and also thank you for your continued support of this show because even though I wasn't recording episodes, I was still receiving constant messages from those of you who listen, really letting me know how much you love what I'm sharing and how much it's impacting and supporting you. So thank you. What I want to share on the podcast today is a little wrap up and review of 2017. It was a big year of learning and growth for me, a lot of inner work, a lot of transformation. So seeing 2017 was filled with so many learnings and growth opportunities. I wanted to do a podcast today to share my key reflections and lessons and learnings from that year. I want to share with you some of the key practices that I implemented, the main principles that really guided my life, that made the biggest changes to me, some of the main inner work that I did, and also the key lifestyle changes that I made that really supported me. I'm going to cover mind, body, and spirit principles. I'm going to talk about everything from practicing courage, surrender, living in your power, and also making decisions from love. And I'm also going to talk about changes that I made to my morning routine, some dietary changes, how I began using natural beauty products, tracking my menstrual cycle, and also the power of journaling. Before I get into that, I just want to touch on some questions that might really help you with your 2017 reflection and review if you haven't done that as yet. I shared these questions on my Instagram account and they really resonated with people. And these were the questions that I used to reflect upon the year. So if you haven't done your reflection yet, don't worry. Here are a list of questions for you that you can use. Question one, what were the key themes, areas of focus, energies and feelings of 2017? What did it feel like that year was about for you? Second question, how did you grow, change, shift and expand in 2017? What is different about you now? Who did you become? Number three, what did you achieve, change and create in your life? What are you most proud of yourself for? Number four, what were your key lessons, learnings, pivotal moments and turning points? Really think about those moments where things really shifted for you, those key defining moments of your year. 
Number five, what did you let go of, release, shed and outgrow in 2017? What do you want to leave behind in that year and not carry forward? Number six, was anything neglected, avoided or did not come to fruition or manifest and why? What do you need to do differently now to create a different result? I included this question for me specifically because I realized there were some intentions that I didn't give energy to last year. And as a result, I didn't create any results around them. So that was really important for me to get honest about that. Notice the things that I avoided or neglected and then really look at creating a change around that in 2018. And the final question, what new desires, dreams, or visions have been bubbling within you in 2017 that you are now ready to bring to life in 2018? Take some time to reflect on those questions. It's okay if you still use part of January to kind of transition between 2017 and 2018, but don't move forward until you really honor the year that has passed. It's really, really supportive. For me, last year was really a foundational year. It was a universal one year, and many of us knew that coming into 2017, that it was going to be a year of new beginnings. But it was almost as though we were laying the foundations for the next 10-year cycle that lay ahead of us. I felt it was very much about laying the foundations of my life, laying the foundations of what I wanted to create in the future, and rearranging some things and doing some big fundamental inner work. For me, the year had a real base chakra focus. So when I talk about base chakra, it's looking at things like home, money, family, and grounding. So for me, it was also looking at getting really settled energetically in myself and in my body. I feel like last year I dropped deeper into myself, deeper into connection with my true self and deeper into my body and the present moment. It was a big year of manifestation for me as well. And for me, manifestation is a process of taking something energetic, so an idea, an insight from the divine, and bringing it through my own energy system and my body to kind of give birth to it, really. Last year, I gave birth to my big course, Slow Down and Tune In. That was nine months in the making. It was a really significant project for me. So I felt like a lot of what I was manifesting was asking me to come deeper into my body to really birth into the world what was important. I had a lot of changes around my home as well, which was a similar process of really taking my desires, my ideas of what I wanted and bringing them into real tangible form in the world through my physical action and through my body so it could materialize in the world. It was a big year of family for me. So many of you would know I lost my father in May of 2017, and that was a very significant moment for me. I'd never been through a deep process of grief before. I'd never had to face death so head on. And then only six months later, I also lost my auntie, who was my godmother and my dad's sister. So my family structures were really rocked in 2017. I had an energetic healing after my dad's passing. And I said to my healer, I feel like half of my base chakra has been ripped out. It really knocked me around. And so the second half of the year was about me really finding my feet again, getting grounded and creating solid foundations within myself and my life. I did that through really solidifying my relationships with my family, my existing family members, my mom and my sisters. I feel like we became closer than ever before. And also through manifesting a new home. If you listen to the podcast, you would know that home was a huge focus for me. And I manifested in September of last year, the most amazing new home for myself. 
So I'm now living in this beautiful one bedroom apartment in North Bondi. It really is a dream. I have fully furnished the home exactly how I wanted it. And that was a big thing that enabled me to feel really happy and proud of myself at the end of last year to know that that was something I was writing in my journal at the start of 2017 as a huge desire. And then I watched myself actually really bring that to life. All right, so I want to share with you 10 principles and practices, things that really worked for me in 2017. I'm going to share five principles that are really inner work, kind of based stuff, mindset, spirituality tools. And then the second five are more practical things around diet and lifestyle and things that I implement in my life. First of all, the thing that made the biggest difference to me in 2017 was stepping into my power and no longer running victim patterns. If you listened to episode 69 of the podcast, you would know that in March last year, I went to the Bridge Experience with Preston Smiles and Alexi Panos, and that was where I had my first big realization around how I had been living as a victim in so many different areas of my life. Living as a victim to me means making excuses, justifying why we can't do things, why it's too hard, why it's not possible, and totally disowning our creative power, not realizing that we are the creator of our reality, not realizing that we are determining how life is unfolding based on what we're thinking, what we're focusing on, what we're telling ourselves and what we believe is possible. When we're living as a victim, we think that life just happens to us versus really seeing it as something that we create. So I had a big turning point around that in 2017 when I realized that I was not fully standing in my power. I was still making excuses as to why I couldn't have what I wanted in my life. And as I began to step into my power and realize that I could create whatever I wanted, so many amazing things began to open up. It was not long after that that I manifested some big changes to happen around my home. If you listened to episode 71 of the podcast, you would have heard me talk about how I manifested a new home by following my intuition, but I would not have been able to do that if I was not fully living in my power because stepping into that new home was a real inner growth experience. I had to break through a lot of my self-doubt and what I thought I was capable of. I had to break through financial blocks and mindset stuff around whether or not I could handle this new home and commitment that had come to me. But because I was living in my power, because I wasn't making excuses, I stepped fully into it. And what amazed me was that life began to change around me as a result. When you change who you're being, what you manifest in your life changes. I manifested new clients to come in that actually brought me the money that I needed to pay the greater amount of rent that I had committed to. And not only that, I developed so much more belief in myself. I developed more confidence in myself and I really took 100% responsibility for my life. And if there were things that I wasn't happy with, I got really honest about what was I doing that was allowing and creating the situation and what did I need to do differently to create a different result? 
For me, living in my power meant looking at all those places where I was doubting what I was capable of, where I wasn't believing in the possibilities of the universe, where I was pinching myself off and thinking that I was small and incapable and that life happened to me and I was a victim of it. Now, if you can flip this in 2018, you will create a very, very different life experience. I recommend listening to episodes 69 and 71 of my podcast and really getting clear on what you want to create this year and how you can step into your power to really manifest it and stop making excuses. Number two kind of flows on from this, but number two of of the things that I really practiced last year was really looking at what was guiding my decisions and making sure that I was making decisions from a place of love, from a place of possibility and from my heart rather than making choices in my life from scarcity and lack and self-doubt. If there is anything in your life that you're not happy with, any area of life where you're not feeling satisfied or fulfilled, I really want you to look at the choices that you're making. I want you to look at why is this in your life? Why have you chosen to be in this relationship or this job or this home? That was what I had to get really honest about in 2017 because I was sitting there complaining, being a victim around why I wasn't happy in my home. But when I looked at what had been driving my choices over the past two years, I had been choosing home environments purely based on price, on what I thought was cheap, on what I thought was easy and what I thought I could afford. I also didn't believe in my ability to fully furnish an apartment. I just thought it'd be way too expensive. So I moved into homes where they were already fully furnished. But the problem was they were full of other people's stuff and that didn't light me up. It made me feel suffocated. It made me feel like I was living in a home that wasn't in alignment with who I was. So when I really looked at what had been driving all of my decisions around my home up until that point, I realized I was making decisions from fear, from lack, not from a place of power, not from believing that life would support me, not from my heart and what I truly wanted. So look at any area of your life. It could be your career. It could be relationships. It could be your health. It could be your home. It could be your finances where you are not truly making choices from love, where you're not truly believing in what you love and going after what you love. Instead, you're lowering your standards, you're taking what you think you can get, you're settling and you're compromising. You will never be happy and fulfilled if that is the case. What has led me to the point that I'm at now with really having a business and a home and relationships in my life that I love is I stopped making decisions based on what I think I should do, what I need to do, what other people want or expect me to do, what I can afford, what makes sense, what's practical, what's realistic, you know, all that heady stuff. And I started making decisions from my heart. I started really believing in my desires, in what I loved, and I aimed for that. When I began looking for this apartment that I have now, I turned down a lot of other apartments along the way. You know, I was homeless there for a few weeks. I didn't actually have anywhere to live. I was staying with friends and I had a few apartments come my way that weren't exactly what I wanted. They didn't light me up. They felt like a compromise and I turned them down and that was risky, but I really held my energy and my focus on having what I loved in my life and deciding that I deserve the best out of life and I wanted the best. And as a result, I ended up manifesting a home that was just exactly what I wanted. 
The third thing that really worked for me in 2017 was working with energy, not just action. When you're working with the power of being a conscious creator of your life, it can't just be about the actions that you take. There is a pre-paving that happens through energy work. And I'm so big on energy work. So before any of the changes I would make in my life or before even I launched Slow Down and Tune In and I had this goal around what I wanted to manifest in terms of how many people I wanted to share the journey with, I pre-paved all of that action with energy work. Energy work meaning spending time in my journal, really writing about what I wanted, uh, getting into the feeling space of it, imagining it. Uh, aligning myself with it. So thinking about who is the woman that has this many people in her course? Who is the woman who lives in this home? How does she feel? What qualities is she embodying? How does she carry herself? And when I tuned into that woman, my job was to align myself energetically with her even before my reality had changed. That's the energy work, is to get your mindset, your thoughts, your energy, your emotions aligned with the person you would be in that new reality. Then when you take action, it's aligned action. It's inspired action. You're not taking action from a place of need or hustling or doubt. You're taking action from the energy of the person already has what they want. That's very, very different. So for me, pre-paving all of my big desires and manifestations with a lot of energy work in my journal with meditation and visualization really meant that when it came to taking action, the results that I got were exactly what my heart was desiring. Number four is about courage and risks. And I think this is a game-changing practice that I really want to continue taking forward into 2018 was I stopped playing it safe. You know, I stopped staying where it was comfortable. I stopped just doing what was easy and I really pushed myself and I took risks, risks that other people would have thought were crazy, that were reckless. You know, a lot of people ask me these days, how much rent do you pay in your apartment? And sometimes they have a bit of a reaction when I tell them. And yeah, this was a risky investment. I'm paying a lot more for this apartment than I've ever paid. Fully furnishing it cost me at least $10,000. I mean, I haven't even tallied it up. But it's worth the risk. It was what my heart desired. It is what has made me so happy. So you've got to be courageous. Courage means there will be fear. Courage means you're acting in the face of the fear. It wouldn't be courage if there wasn't fear there. So look for those places in 2018 where you're afraid. Look for those places where it's uncomfortable. Look for those places where it feels like a risk. The reason this is so powerful is because of the growth you will experience as a result of taking that step. Every time I have taken the most courageous step, oh, I have grown in leaps and bounds. And I look back on myself and been so proud of myself as a woman. And I've now had so much more belief in myself of what I'm capable of in the future. Because I can look back at times where I acted in the face of fear, where I took a financial risk, and then where it all worked out. The universe rewards your courage. It is amazing to me how much money has flown into my life in unexpected ways as a result of every financial risk that I have taken. So look for places where you want to practice courage in 2018, where you want to step into your discomfort, into the unknown, and you will be afraid. And that's okay. But if you can step into that, 
the results that wait for you on the other side of it will make it so, so worth it. And number five out of the key inner work practices and principles that I really implemented in 2017 is surrender. I feel like last year I stopped fighting with life. I stopped resisting challenge. I stopped trying to avoid pain and discomfort and I instead surrendered into it. I learned how to flow with life no matter what it brought me, not just the positive, rosy, great stuff, but the deep, dark, hard stuff. And that means that I feel like I'm no longer afraid of anything. If you can face your worst case scenario, if you can surrender into that and allow that to happen, and if you can face and feel the pain or the discomfort that comes with that, and then you come out the other side and you're still okay, you will come to realize that you can handle anything. I feel like life brought me a lot of challenges last year. I had a lot of challenges around my home. There was a period there, you know, numerous times where I was moving house, where I didn't know where I was going to be living, or I didn't know if I could afford things. Like I said, I lost my father very unexpectedly. I spoke a lot about that experience in episode 72 of the podcast, if you want to listen to that. But the fact that I could handle even that, my worst nightmare coming true, I surrendered into the feeling, I surrendered into the pain, I surrendered into the emotion, I surrendered into the darkness, into the messiness, into the chaos of it all. And when you can surrender into those big emotions, those big hard moments, your biggest nightmare coming true, your biggest challenge unfolding, and when you can just let yourself feel everything that's in there, and open up to receive the lesson or the learning that is available in that experience for you, you realize that nothing ever goes wrong in life. Nothing is actually bad or negative. It's all just different experiences. And I think surrender allows that. It allows us to flow with the ebbs and flows of life, with the highs and the lows, with the goods and the bads. It allows us just to be with it all and drop the fight and drop trying to control and push and change everything and instead be with it and open up to it and experience it and get the lesson and the learning from it. I feel like I surrendered to my intuition more than ever before in 2017. I let it guide me through so much. I fully put my full faith in my intuition and it really took me to some incredible places. It meant that I felt very safe in complete unknown and complete chaos. So that was a huge thing that I practiced in 2017 and I would love to give you surrender as a practice for 2018. Surrender not meaning powerlessness or giving up, but surrender meaning flow and ease and allowing and acceptance and rolling with what life presents and embracing it and seeking the opportunity in all of it, even the most difficult stuff. All right, let's shift the focus now into some of the kind of practical lifestyle things that I really implemented last year that 
worked super well for me. If you listened to episode 67 of the podcast last year, you'd have heard me interview my beautiful friend, Emily Banks, and our conversation was all about natural beauty. This chat really blew me away. I mean, I'd always been interested in health and wellness and detoxing and removing chemicals from my life. And I'd always known the power and importance of, you know, eating clean and using clean products on your body. But for some reason, I had still been allowing toxic beauty products, makeup, hair products, you know, even toothpaste and things into my life. And it wasn't until I went into this chat with Emily that I really got the impact of what I was putting on my body because our skin absorbs so much. We are coating ourselves every day in chemicals. That conversation really blew me away. If you haven't listened to episode 67, go and listen to it because I jumped off that call with Em and I cleaned out my entire bathroom cabinet. I cleaned out all of my makeup. I threw out everything that was full of rubbish and I began really using beautiful, clean, natural makeup, natural skincare products, natural hair care, natural toothpaste, deodorant, all those things. And I not only feel better in my body, but I even just feel more aligned with my truth. I think I felt really out of integrity being someone who ate so clean, but still put chemicals on their body every single day. So that made a huge difference to me. And it's now something I'm so passionate about and interested in is finding more and more natural products that I really love and integrating them into my life as much as possible. The second thing that really worked for me last year was I really strengthened my morning ritual. If you follow me on Instagram, you would know my morning ritual is like one of my favorite things to share about. And here's what I found really worked for me last year. I committed to this time in the morning. Usually at the moment for me, it's between 5 to 7 a.m., maybe 5.30 in winter. I get up a little bit later. And what I did was I carved out this time for myself, but I allowed myself to be flexible about how I use the time. So what I found was in winter, my morning routine was really internal. So I would always want to snuggle up in bed with some type of warm drink, like hot cacao or tea or coffee. And I would spend the morning journaling really writing in my journal and maybe writing desire statements about what I wanted to manifest or doing some inner work around clearing my blocks and fears or tapping into my intuition to get some guidance. And that was how I would spend the mornings and I do a little bit of visualization as well. As we came into the summer months, I kept that morning ritual. I kept that time, but I began to use it differently. If you follow me on Instagram as well, you would see my mornings now down at the beach. I'm very often down at sunrise, running along the sand, watching the sun come up and then swimming in the ocean. And it makes me feel so alive. So my biggest takeaway from last year was really about committing to that morning time, no matter what, making that time for myself, because this is your time to connect in with you to listen to your inner voice and your inner self, to get honest about what's important to you rather than just waking up and being at the beck and call of everybody else. It's your time to really fill yourself up from within and make life and your day about you and what's important to you, right? Big form of self-love. But I allowed how I spent that time to be flexible. 
and I still do every day it's a little bit different based on what I feel I need on that day please don't impose rules and strict plans on yourself in the morning Uh, let it be something that you really just tune in each day and see how you feel and what your body really wants and needs The other thing I then flowed on for my morning routine is really spending at least five to 10 minutes then mapping out the day ahead. Sometimes I would just literally roll out of my morning practice and onto the computer and become very reactive, just responding to emails and what was coming at me. Now I sit down with my journal and I really map out what is important for me for the day ahead. In my turn in with journaling guide, I have a practice in there called the daily intention setting practice. If you don't have my journaling guide, I recommend grabbing it from my website. And this is how I plan out my day. I really choose what my key feeling words are for the day. I ask myself how I'm going to support myself to feel that way. So what practices I can implement to help me. And then I map out my key intentions. What's really important for me to achieve or do or give energy to for that day. And it makes me feel like the day is guided by me rather than other people. Number three was that I began really tracking and working with feminine cycles, being both my menstrual cycle and the moon cycle. So I first began learning about the power of my menstrual cycle in 2016 through my beautiful friend, Claire Baker. But in 2017, I really deeply committed to living my life guided by my cycle. I installed Clue app on my phone and began really tracking how I felt on different days of my cycle. I began noticing when I was ovulating. I began noticing when I was coming into my premenstrual period. And I began becoming so aware of what I needed at different points of my cycle. To me, this brought me into much deeper connection with my body, with my energy system, with my emotions, and with my femininity. And for women... If we are in tune with our own bodies, our own cycles, it is so nourishing for us because then we can give ourselves what we need based on where we're at. And then also working with the cycles of the moon. So I work very much now with the full moon and the new moon. My menstrual cycle is very synced up with the moon cycles as well. So I typically get my uh, menstrual cycle on the full moon. So now I work with the energies of the full moon and the new moon as well. And it's just created this beautiful feminine feeling to how I live my life. And I know that the full moon is about releasing and letting go. And the new moon is about my intentions and what I want to create. And I feel connected to nature. I feel connected to my body. I feel connected to the universe. So that worked really, really well for me last year. Number four, again, really practical stuff was setting financial goals and actually getting really real and practical about my finances. So running a business, you know, my finances can vary month to month. It may be a little different if you work in a day job and you have a set income. But something I began doing was setting financial goals. And what's funny is I'd never really done this before. What I would do at the start of every month was I would write out how much money I wanted to make that month. And I would put it on a colored post-it note and I would stick it on my computer and I would look at that thing numerous times a day, right? Because I'm always on my computer and it's always right in front of me. I would also journal when I was writing out that income goal around all the different ways I could think that that money could come to me, different things I could sell and offer to my tribe, different money that I was expecting to come in, 
uh, I got really creative about different things I could make and, and offer different things I could package together. And it started to feel really possible when I would do that because I would write out all these different ways that that figure could come into my life. And so it really helped me, yeah, believe in the possibility of it. So then I would stick that little uh, goal on my computer and I would go about my month. And it was really important for me to show up very powerfully for that income level. I didn't just stick it there and think, oh, well, it'll just happen. It actually inspired and motivated me to really get to work in my business and, and be a bit playful and be like, I wonder if I can achieve this. So look, I get it if it's different, if you already have a set paycheck, but if you work for yourself or you do have some type of flexibility around your income, I recommend really sitting down and mapping out income goals every month, being playful about it, being fun about it. But what amazed me was that every month that I did it, I hit my goal. And I didn't even know where this money came from. I swear, sometimes money would just come out of the most unexpected places. But every time I had that little colored post-it note on my computer, I hit my goal. So that is something I'm definitely continuing to take on in 2018. The final thing that I want to share that I began to implement in 2017 was around some dietary changes that I made. And it's not going to be what you think. I'm going to share two things with you. First of all, I began to eat intuitively. I stopped following rules. I stopped saying I could or couldn't eat certain things. And I started asking my body what it wanted to eat. I became much more in tune with what I was craving and what I was needing. Now, this didn't mean free reign and just going to eat junk food all the time because I personally don't really enjoy that type of food and my body genuinely doesn't really like it anyway. So I made sure I was still eating from love. I was still eating from a place of wanting to nourish and nurture myself, but I would ask my body what it needed. What was fascinating was sometimes it wanted a lot of meat and animal products. And there was periods last year where I was eating a lot of eggs, a lot of like beef and chicken and turkey and fish. Like I was all on the animal products train for a while there. My body really wanted that. And then interestingly, recently, all it wants is fruit, which is strange because I cut out fruit at one point of my life because I didn't want to be on sugar. But lately, it is all my body wants. And when I eat it, it seems to integrate really well into my system. So I've been actually almost quite vegan, not intentionally, just simply because it's what my body wants. So eating intuitively has really started to work for me to drop all the rules I have around what I think I should or shouldn't eat and instead just deeply listen to my body and what it's asking for. The other thing that I did that really worked for me around food was I started adding fat to my coffee. I have a love-hate relationship with coffee, like I really love it, but it also makes me really anxious and really jittery. But what I found was when I added fat to my coffee, my coffee became really grounding and it really actually anchored me into my body rather than pulling me into my head. When I go and have a normal coffee from a cafe with milk, it makes me so anxious and buzzy. But when I have fat in my coffee, the ones that I make at home, it really actually grounds me and gets me really clear in my mind. And I feel really focused. So you can add fat in a lot of different ways to your coffee. A lot of people use butter. I personally can't have butter. You can add in coconut oil. I began adding coconut butter into my coffee or full fat coconut milk. 
I get a full fat can. I don't get any of the reduced fat stuff. And I would blend it up in the blender. So I'd put in my coffee that I'd made and then I either put in my coconut butter or some coconut oil or some coconut milk or cream. You can put in dairy butter. You can put in ghee. You can put in coconut oil. And I would blend it up maybe with a bit of cacao, maybe with some spices like cinnamon or turmeric, and maybe with some herbs like reishi mushroom or ashwagandha or a range of other things that support my adrenals while I'm drinking the coffee. Anyway, it has made a huge change to me. It's meaning that I can drink coffee without becoming a crazy lady. (laughs) It's really helped me integrate it and assimilate it so much more into my body and has really helped with my anxiety levels as well. So guys, that's my wrap up of 2017. I know there's a lot there, but I hope that you've been able to pull some things out of there that are supportive for you, that are things that might inspire you uh, and things that you might want to take on board in 2018. I truly hope that 2017 was a wonderful year for you, even if it was tough, even if you got handed a lot of stuff that was hard. I hope that you feel like you were still able to gain some powerful lessons and learnings from it. And as long as we're still showing up for the inner work around what life is giving us and we're still growing and evolving as people and we're still living in our power despite the challenges, then they're not actually negative experiences after all. And I would encourage you to try to reframe anything that you still feel negative about from 2017, anything that you feel like you're a victim to that just happened to you to see if you can reframe it a little so that you can wrap up that year with love and be ready for a magical 2018. Thank you so much for being here and listening to this episode. I am really excited to be back on the podcast with you. I can't wait to bring you more episodes in 2018. If you have any big takeaways, ahas, insights from this episode, or if you'd love to share with me what you want to practice in your life as a result of this episode, I would love to hear it. Please leave a comment over at my blog on ConnieChapman.com or shoot me an email at hello at ConnieChapman.com. If you love this series, please subscribe, share it with your friends or leave a rating on iTunes. I can't wait to spread the message of Awaken Radio more in 2018. Thank you for being here and I will talk to you again very soon. Lots of love. Bye.